Let me understand. You're seeing a guy, but not really dating. Right. In a yoga class. Basically. And he's like the instructor? Right. And he's making demands. He's always been controlling. Usually I'm okay with it. But there's no sex. God, no. And you're into him because... Because of the yoga. I like the yoga. So find another class. There is no other class, Reese. This is it. And I'm good. He won't say it. But I'm the best goddamn student he ever had. So if he's gonna start making decisions based on emotions, of which he has zero, then I think we've got a problem. And they say the gay scene is complicated. What? Welcome to episode 178 of Gundam at MHQ to both our listeners in the live stream and those who are listening to the archived podcast after the fact. I am one of your hosts, Chris Guanche, and I'm joined by Solbro. What is happening, everybody? Good evening. <laughs> so, Solbro, um, going to jump right into the news the Larry King Memorial News Desk but uh, we have a special guest to help us out with that don't we? We do indeed man i like to uh if you guys have never met him before he call, he hails from the uh, Mecha Talks or so the Mech Talks podcast which you also can find on the Gundam feed on occasion oh i like to, uh, to introduce uh Fred Rex double double O man Fred welcome to the uh news segment how you doing tonight sir? Hi, uh, I'm doing good. My, my name's Fred, and 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 like like Sobro says, I, I do a very unfunny and very unprofessional oh, podcast what? called Mech Talks. So unfunny. <laughs> I'm it's lying. Not... I'm lying. Yeah, you guys do a great job. You and Matt, man. Uh, if anything, I, I love you guys' show, man. And thanks for having me on a couple months ago, man. It was really cool. And uh, I think I, you know, have you on because a lot of news hit this week, and I know a guy. Who would be interested in some of these uh, some of these news stories and have a lot to contribute? So uh, we we network some things. But uh, back to you, Chris. Back to you. You guys never had me on. Oh, 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 oh. we're getting there. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Whenever they eke out another episode. <laughs> well, I mean, we 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 recorded another episode, which, by the way, is pretty much us talking about ship po- talking about ship posting on four chan. Of course. And. <laughs> <laughs> and I was gonna do it like two weeks ago, but fuck responsibility. Yeah. So. <laughs> there you go. That seems to be the slogan nowadays. <laughs> I know. I know what that's like being being in the dark and no gun damn for months. <laughs> that was all on me. But anyway, anyway, back to you, Chris. So why don't we lead off with the news that Fred is here to talk with us about? Sweet. Well, if anything, let's get to that news story then, and. uh 
the first news story. Well, Chris, uh, if you like, you can go ahead and uh, read it off the first news story, and then uh, I guess Fred will jump in with his opinions. And this one comes via regular contributor Yahtzee uh, from the Anime News Network. Um, <clears throat> Super Robot Wars. Is this five or V? V. For the PS4 and the Vita is announced during a Nico Nico, Nico livestream event, mm-hmm. and it's going to be released in Asia with English, Chinese, and Korean. So this is part of the 25th anniversary celebration, and is tossing in some new series, including Hathaway's Flash. Crossbone Gundam Skull Heart, Crossbone Gundam Steel 7, which totally means that those are all being turned into OVAs, guys. Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, it's just confirmed right now. As promised. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. Yep. Uh, Brave Express Might Gain, Shing Mazinger Zero versus Great General of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Yamato 2199. Mm-hmm. And Cross Ange. Oh, uh, Lord. Obviously, the best show on this list. <laughs> Clearly. And returning series include Zambot 3, mm-hmm. Ditarn 3, Zeta Gundam, Double Zeta, Shars Counterattack, of course. Of course. Crossbone, Destiny, Awakening of Something, some Trailblazer, I don't know, maybe. Will you ever wake up? <laughs> Unicorn, <laughs> Desco Movie, mm-hmm. Get a Robo Armageddon, Mazinger Edition C, The Impact, mm-hmm. Full Metal Panic, Ooh. and Evangelion 1, 2, and 3.0. There's a lot Not of one that doesn't exist. There's a lot of knots in there. <laughs> You are not. You cannot. You definitely cannot. And we will. We will not see a part four for a while. <laughs> Sherry mouth. It's happening. Oh man, we'll see. We'll see. But Thanks to that dirty Godzilla, you know. Oh, I swear man. to God. <laughs> <laughs> dirty there's lizard. A, there's a lie we don't cross tonight, please. <laughs> <laughs> but yo, Fred, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, on this? Because I know you play these uh, this series pretty extensively. When when you get uh when the new ones come out, man, are you, are you pretty hyped for the English version for this? Um, yeah, well, most of the time I import the Japanese version. I mean, these games are pretty shit, so oh, I buy them and play them. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm probably going to just import the Japanese version before the English version, maybe if the English is good. But, yeah, it's it's awesome that these new series, like a lot of these new series they are getting included are stuff like we never thought would get included, like fucking... Yamato, Space Battleship Yamato in a Super Robot Wars game, like, when somebody would make, like, a parody or, a, like, a April Fool's version, this would always, like, appear, like, this is one of the series that was like, oh, yeah, this this is totally in a mainline Super Robot Wars game. And now it's a thing. Uh, that's... <laughs> but, yeah, it's awesome, too, that we're getting, like, uh, Crossbone is coming back finally since, God knows, it hasn't been in a game since Alpha 2. And Double Zeta, which, wow, that's awesome that uh, Judah's voice actor is kind of well enough to re-record lines. But we don't know that for sure, but I have a feeling that's it. 
Yeah, last time um, I remember talking about it, his his voice actor has problems with the screaming and uh, all all the youthful exuberance that that character requires. Uh, he's, he's just he's, he's not able to keep up with it anymore. But it looks like he's uh he's doused a bunch of honey and he's going in. <laughs> it's like well, it's like doing that voice that he always does and the the hot blooded screaming that he does. Like he's practically dead. Oh. Um, it's like it's like Strongheim's voice actor. Like he he's. You can't you can't scream like that for long without shaving years off your life. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of work, man. It's a lot of yeah. work. But yeah, man, I'm I'm just hyped that this game's in English, man. Uh, um, or it's gonna be in English. I might actually import this because I haven't really played a Super Robot Wars game since the uh, the PlayStation One when it came to Super Robot Wars Al- uh, Alpha Gaiden, uh, the one with Turn A Gundam's first appearance. That was the last one I played. Um, I always wanted to get back into them, but it's like, man, it's a lot of Japanese to sift through, and there's always a point in the game where I get stuck, and a lot of times the game facts at the time never would get caught up to the point where I was, so I'd be able to to to, to fake my way through it. So yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it was always uh, a little uh, a little tough, man. But uh, you guys have uh, a thicker skin than I do when it comes to that. <laughs> Can make it all the way through the end of the game. I guess nowadays the resources are better when it comes to like uh, finding out how to get through certain parts. Well, you know, there there is the Methods Network, which has translated various games like Alpha Gaiden. So, you know, That's there's true. always that. That's true. And if anything, I can go back and revisit it now that uh, people have gone through the trouble of translating it. But to finally have an official release, I can actually import this and get caught up and play a, a lot of the uh, different crossover uh, moments that uh, I've only heard about through other people. It's pretty dope, man. I'm pretty excited about that. So, but uh, Chris, any thoughts, sir? I mean, it's cool that finally this is happening and we're getting some non-OG releases with English on them because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's never going to happen that these games would be released domestically. So this is the best workaround of, hey, here's an Asian version that has English on it. So knock yourself out. (laughs) Even if the English is rough, I'm fine with that. I just, if anything, I... I, I'm I'm pretty pumped to see how that plays out, and uh, I will uh, I'll have to pre-order my uh I'll pre-order it not on the Methods Network, but pre-order it legitimately, man. The, the, the real network. The real network. The, Who knew? The Play Asia Network. The Play Asia <laughs> Network. Or may or maybe somebody will gift it to you. No, no, no. So no, don't do that. <laughs> oh, I can't. Oh, who said me? No. Oh. <laughs> I get chance, though, bro. What's that? Why are you making assumptions? Hey, man, I just yeah. right, I, I'm making an ass out of myself, as usual. But Claude. <laughs> Back to you, Chris. So, moving on, our next tidbit here is Super Warbot Wars X Omega to feature Shin Godzilla versus Evangelion event. <laughs> this is via Autumn 4 and Gwyn Campbell. Mm-hmm. And what we know on this, no articles as of yet, but the official website of Super Robot Wars X Omega is currently dropping unavoidable hints that Shin Godzilla from the new movie of the same name will be making a guest appearance in this mobile game. And uh, there's a little data mining of an image, and oh, that sure looks like you know Godzilla in the water. So, <laughs> well, there was more uh, revealed as well as uh, uh, Fred actually added a little bit to this article uh, later on. And uh, Fred, uh, uh, if anything, uh, um, what's your uh, your thoughts now that it's actually been official for uh, Godzilla being in uh, Super Robot Wars X Omega? So pretty much dreams do come true. Oh my and, god! And uh, it's like 
I always thought like Godzilla is one of those things that you could always kind of work your warm your way into a Super Robot Wars game. Yeah. It's just like finding a creative way to do it, which I know the teams behind there. I think they find creative ways to integrate different series and their stories and plot lines and stuff like that. So it's like now it's here and uh, it's on a mobile game. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, will, I mean, I will. I mean, I will find a way. Um, I, no question, I will find it. Um, are, 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 are you are you pulling a Liam Neeson right now? I am. <laughs> like the Taken of Godzilla mobile games. Yeah, I, I, I will find, find him. It. I will Tell find it. it. <laughs> Either that, or he's being the General Zod of mobile games. <laughs> I will find it. <laughs> I will play it. <laughs> But yeah, this is like awesome because like even we got more information now. Um, basically, the character models got released, and it's of course it's Godzilla, which is uh, primarily based off of the the Meyer Goji or the Millennium Godzilla suit from Godzilla Two Thousand Millennium, mm-hmm. and also uh, Kiryu Kiryu Mechagodzilla from the Two Thousand Two movie uh, Godzilla against Mechagodzilla is a playable character in the game. Oh. So uh, yeah, you actually have your Mac. So stop, stop screaming. No, uh, M, stop screaming. <laughs> saying it's not M. It's okay. You, you have your Mac. There's your tie-in. Well, hold okay. up. M M means monsters too, right? Because there's a lot of monsters there. <laughs> no. No. I'm messing with you, M. I'm messing with you. Don't worry. Send your hate mail my way. Go. I'm ready. I'm ready for no, it. No, stop. Don't do it. <laughs> SBRMHQ at gmail. No, there you go. Send it my way. I'm ready. I got the catches made. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Come at me. Yeah. The people who don't even know your name and just know you as the guy, who, the black guy who laughs. You're the fat black guy who laughs? Yes. Yes. F him. <laughs> Good time. Fuck that guy. Yeah, exactly. I'm now on the shit list. As like, finally, I've made it. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Take take your place of honor next to me, the shrill dictator who lords over people for having different opinions uh, and who writes shit reviews. So, Chris, like how you'll never review Zoids. I. <laughs> I can only hope to live to your infamy, sir. I can only hope to live to it. Man. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. big footsteps you're following. Let's not kid ourselves. Absolutely. <laughs> the legendary Some footsteps. I might say you're, you're standing on the shoulder of a giant. So, oh, you know, you got you to gotta live up to this um, position. This, this monolith of a position. I got a lot of work to do. I got a lot of work to do. <laughs> But yeah, man, when I when you guys were hitting me on Twitter and uh, shout outs to both uh, Autumn Four and uh, and Gwen Campbell of the Macross uh, Speaker Podcast, um, they helped out with uh, like verifying information about this uh, throughout the days and um, it, the information that start, started at kind of the beginning of the week with little leaks of information. The website was dropping and someone data minded as uh, Chris mentioned, and then finally today they started dropping pictures and it was like thank God because I was hoping they would confirm it before we actually did the show. And yeah, um, it's really dope that uh, to see Shin Godzilla in this versus Evangelion, two of uh, Anno's works going head to head. Yo, where's uh, his and her circumstances? Why can't they get in there? <laughs> That's dumb. <laughs> and 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 to, to clarify, it's not necessarily Shin Godzilla. It's just Godzilla versus Evangelion. Oh, it's, yeah, it's just the entire yeah, like it's just Godzilla. Oh man, I'm thinking it was Shin the whole time. Well, let me fix my face. I, I, I've ruined the whole card on the screen. Yes. As, as usual. Yes, indeed. As, News mm-hmm. over. 
but, sorry. <laughs> no, it's all right. Yo, uh, Chris, I need... We're done. Stream's over, folks. It's Pack over. It. Pack it no. in. Go home. <laughs> Chris, I need... show's canceled forever. I, I know you're the the, 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 the the most diehard Godzilla fan, Chris. What What's your thoughts? <laughs> It's cool, I guess. I mean, I'm I'm not particularly, uh, you know, tokusatsu guy, so mm-hmm. you know. Well, I mean, dudes and suits don't really do it for me. Dudes and suits. Well, I, what I really hope this leads to is that uh, Pacific Rim may finally make it into a Super Robot Wars game. <laughs> yeah, but I doubt it, since uh, that, uh, as Fred had told me online, Pacific Rim did shit in Japan. Like nobody gave yes. a damn about it. Yeah, because Japan has shit taste. So. Oh. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but hey, it's well in China, so maybe a mobile game. Hey, they, mobile game. No, there you go. Don't do it. <laughs> Stop. Yo, if, Legend, if Legendary puts money into it, it's on. That's all that matters. That's all. Le- will put money into it. What are you joking? Yo, let's go. Mosquito Valentine says Legendary pitches Kong first. Yes. Yes. Well, no. You know. no. <laughs> Fuck Kong. Yo, Kong. Piece of shit. Yo, welcome to Night Seven. <laughs> Damn. What did he ever do to you? No, that trailer was banging. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, I know, no, it's cool, and it's a lot better than the Wonder Woman trailer. Oh shit! Oh, oh damn! Um, damn! <laughs> you also wrong on that front, but go ahead. <laughs> I mean, it's okay to have a wrong opinion, Bentley Barry, oh. but like, <laughs> Ooh, yo, the fire, the, yo, I, I need to bring Kevlar. <laughs> But yeah, um, I, I think it's I think it's cool to see Godzilla in this game, and uh, even though it's a mobile game, maybe he'll also make a sneak appearance in uh, Super Robot Wars V. Who knows? Uh, maybe I'm talking shit, but uh, <laughs> probably maybe. But uh, so that's it for probably. me about it. <laughs> exactly. But back to you, sir. All right, and our next item comes from Vent Noir. Woohoo! He's back. Yes, via Collider.com. Transformers Combine Awards Season 1 debuts on wine on August 2nd. <laughs> it was beautiful. That's, that's what's up. It had no heart and soul because it's set 40 years after the Great War between Optimus Prime and Megatron. Transformers Combine Awards sees an entirely new and much larger threat that faces the home planet of Cybertron. <laughs> You thought it was cool seeing solitary Transformers morph into vehicles and fighting robots. Just imagine the havoc and fun when multiple Transformers combine to form gargantuan machines. We'll find out how that impacts Cybertronian politics on bot-on-bot warfare when the eight-episode Transformers Combiner Wars series debuts on Go90 starting August 2nd. See, I thought you were doing a Mark Wahlberg impression, and then I remembered back to the dark ages of the internet of the, the heart and soul guy. I mean, it could go both ways. Whichever one you they're one and the same. Guys, I kind of tweeted in a movie theater. Nice. Yo, Yanti says, yo, yo, Chris, where's the Cade Yeager news? <laughs> Guys, I don't think this is a news article at all. I gotta go lock up my daughter with a chastity belt, guys. What if I could reverse engineer its technology? I could send it to college. <laughs> Unless her boyfriend happens to be carrying a creepy Romeo and Juliet car with about with sex laws on it. Oh wow! And I guess I can't do case. anything. 
I can't get I can't scrub that out of my brain right there. <laughs> that's that, that scene. Um, yeah, I saw this and I was like, I was pretty hyped because uh, I I don't know much about uh, Combiner Wars, but I know it has a a, a main protagonist that's a female. Uh, Windblade is that is that true, Fred? Yeah, yeah Windblade's yeah, the main true. character, and uh, I know you, Fred is like a, uh, a he's he's definitely a devout reader of some of the comics, if not all of them, uh, at least the ones that you find to be good. Um, have you read the Combiner Wars comic, or are you hyped um, for this at all? Because I know you're I'm, you're one of the biggest Transformers like, fans I know. Like uh, I've read the Combiner Wars uh, thing. The thing is, is with this show, um, unless I'm stand me corrected, you know, mm-hmm. internet, um, but. Like, this is, it's, like, inspired by the IDW comic. It doesn't directly, like, it's not an adaptation of the arc in the comic. Mm-hmm. It just takes, like, the plot points of Combiner Wars and makes it to, makes it its own thing. Because, according to this animated, like, series, Megatron is still a Decepticon. Which, according to the IDW universe, Megatron is an Autobot now. So, um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. I saw the teaser uh, that released a couple of days ago, and it looks cool. Um, they got the 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 dude uh, homeboy from uh, Honest Trailers. Um, yeah, to do, to do Optimus. <laughs> Yo, funny story about John Bailey because that, that, for those that don't know, that's his name. Um, he had actually his channel on YouTube started as a Transformers fan channel, and he did dubs over the animated series for Transformers. That's how he started, and he started to do reviews for Transformers toys as well, doing the voices of Optimus Prime and Wheeljack and other characters from Transformers. He's a very talented voice actor. Most people know him from Honest Trailers, but he does a kick-ass uh, Optimus Prime, and I think he does a really good Wheeljack, too. And when I heard he got cast in this, I was like, I'm sad that it's not P- uh, Peter Cullen, but it looks like they pulled from mainly YouTube talent for this entire series if you look at the voice talent list uh it's mostly like youtube cats um so that has me kind of worried when it comes to the way uh the performances because uh i don't know how dashy from dashy games is going to be menasaur i watch dashy and i love his channel but seriously <laughs> this isn't in the, in the whitest bible so it's gonna suck oh my god <laughs> no YouTube garbage it's, it's not the original generation from 1984 oh no you had to Record things on the videotapes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, back in 1984, we didn't have gay robots in space. Oh, so. yeah. and now we do. Now we do. Yo, Transformers is making headway, man, at least in the comic yeah, world. Patrick yeah. Patrick Seitz is also involved uh, as one of the voice actors. He's the only voice actor outside of uh, John Bailey that's a, to, to, that I know is a professional voice actor um, that I've heard his work before. And Patrick Seitz directs uh, a lot of uh, anime dubs and whatnot, and he's devastated his voice, so that's really cool that he's in there, too. But um, has the comic been good? Um, uh, your, even though this may not be like uh, a, a, a an exact adaptation, is the comic any good? Because I know you love more than meets the eye. Uh, yeah. That adaptation, that that comic. But is this close to that level, or not even close? No, it's it's not really close to more than meets the eye, which I wish you would read. Um, oh shit! <laughs> Damn it! I don't know. Somehow you got these books in your hands. I don't know where they came from. Oh my. <laughs> It just appeared. <laughs> Shout out to Fred. He, he gifted me more than meets the eye. A couple, uh, I'd say over a year and some change ago. And uh, I, yeah. I read the first volume and I, I've been meaning to go back. So, yeah, uh, uh, egg on my face. It's Cybertron egg on my face. There you go. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, the the kind of energy was... on your face. Energy oh, on my face, shit. all over my face, neck, and chest. Ener- <laughs> that's uh, not an image I needed. That's oh, a. Uh, that sounds like a dojin. Um, anyways. Um, <laughs> Well, 
um, the Combiner Wars, like, it's a, it's a pretty, it's an okay, it's a good book, a uh, good series that happened. Um, it was an offshoot of the Robots in Disguise series before it changed to uh, the Transformers uh, to kind of avoid confusion with the TV show that was happening at the same time. And, mm-hmm. uh, of course, the Windblade comics that happened, which are really good, hmm. um, which Sarah Stone would come back to do the art again. But, uh, yeah, Combiner Wars, it was a pretty good book. Um it was pretty much. It's just a really good like actiony book. Uh, there's nothing really gonna like change your whole world view of uh, like Transformers. Uh, not like more than meets the eye, I think. But uh, it's a it's a good it's a good read. Um, though you may be lost if you jump into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think this cartoon series is the reason why they're doing and not a direct ad- adaptation is because a lot of people would just get lost because they're like, well, why is Starscream? the head of Cybertron now, and why is his left-hand man's rat trap, and I didn't know Beast Wars happened during G1, and why is this happening, and all that, so it's just like a it's a loose, like, taking plot points and redoing it, so it's it's good to get the new audiences in here, but hey, hopefully it leads to more people getting into the books, so that's, yeah. that's not too bad, if that's the You'll case. never have any heart and soul. <laughs> I know this will be available on uh, Machinima's uh, 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 pay, uh, pay pay network. So uh, if you guys want to check that out, by all means. Shout outs to um, Bright Star Song who asked who is the voice of Windblade. That's Abby Trot. Uh, she's an actress with credits that include uh, TV series uh, The Seven Deadly Sins and Miss Monochrome, and she was also in the Killer Instinct video game that recently came out. So um, that's what she's from. I, I've never heard her in anything before personally, but hopefully she kicks ass, man. I, I'm looking forward to seeing the show. I just wish the production was a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, me, me and you both. Yeah, um, it's not as good. It's yeah. definitely not as good as um, as the Transformers Prime when it comes to the way the animation quality is. But um, I do like the character designs. I think that's really cool. Yeah, and like it, uh, to kind of answer some questions, like if, according to the teaser that we got, like, um, oh, God, I forgot her name even though you just said oh, it windblade yeah uh, yeah yeah windblade's voice actor she does a really good job even though her one line is i'm going to kill you <laughs> as she cuts off a combiner's arm and you know i'm not having flashbacks to you know dark of the moon prime you know where he says you know just give me your face and, <laughs> you remember that uh, huh <laughs> just like Mortal Kombat's an axe through Megatron's head and just rips his skull off with his spinal column. And, yes. you know. I mean, I love that prime. But that's, I mean, the, that's the Transformers yeah. people want to see. Not yeah, really. that's, that's the true heart and soul. I hate the, I'm sorry, Chris, but if, that's the true heart and soul right there. If you talk to the box office, that's, they'll make you think that. But Chris, man, any uh, last time I talked to you about this, you had mentioned that uh, uh, after seeing the, the, the recent Transformers series, you really weren't either you 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 were you weren't thrilled nor uh nor uh you weren't looking forward to this one i guess uh have has watching the trailer or seeing uh, the news about this uh made you any any more interested at all it has because you know clearly this is targeting a different audience and robots in disguise is a mainstream much younger audience which is fine it's just not for me so i gave up on robots in disguise yeah. i um skip like the last half of the first season and and saw the season finale and you know yeah the story kind of came together finally but it still just just wasn't for me which is fine i don't have to watch all the transformers and have to be made you know for a 36 year old guy oh it can be it can can be for kids and that's fine by me i just don't want to watch it so 
you know, I'll check out Combiner Wars. Yeah, hopefully this will this will find that nice middle ground so that everybody can enjoy it. But yeah, that's it. That's it for me on this one. Okay, so we will move on to our next news item via Philly Gundam fan. And this also is coming from Clyder.com. Charlie Hunnam not returning for Pacific Rim 2. Wah, wah, wah. That breaks my heart, man. That breaks my heart. It says, speaking to Yahoo Movies at Comic-Con, Charlie Hunnam confirms that he will not be returning to play Rally Beckett in Pac-Rim 2. He says there was an early draft that featured him heavily, but with the shooting scheduling for Pacific Rim 2, he wasn't able to fit it in, and so he'll be unavailable. While he won't be participating in the round two of Kaiju vs. Jaeger Mayhem, Hunnam did say, I'm very excited about it. I'm glad they're making it. So... We'll see. We'll see what Idris Elba Jr. can do. <laughs> yeah, we, we He's got big, big, big shoes to step into there. Yeah, I think when we uh, when we came back our, our initial live episode, we touched on Pacific Rim two a little bit and mentioned that John Boyega is going to be the new lead character, the uh, the son of uh, Stacker Pentecost. So uh, even though we didn't get introduced to his character in the last movie, it's cool to hear that he has a son and that they pick Boyega to play him. Boyega always brings a lot of energy to the to his roles. So um, I'm excited to see what he, what they're going to write for him. And I hope they can get at least some of the other cast members back because I liked Rinko Kikuchi from the movie and uh, several other people who were in there. So um, Hopefully he'll re-uncancel the apocalypse. Hopefully. <laughs> But uh, Fred, man, you—I I know you're, you're also a staunch uh, fan of uh, Pacific Rim. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on this, man? Makes my wiener sad because Charlie Dunham's hot. <laughs> Dude's got abs. Did you he see? Does. Did you see him in that uh, King Arthur trailer? Holy oh my shit. god! Oh, oh so hype! Yeah. <laughs> of course, King Arthur, you'd be hyped. <laughs> you dick! <laughs> Yo, keep opening myself up. <laughs> You do. You just, you just, man. You just make it so. It's like it's not even low hanging fruit. It, the fruit is already on the ground. The fruit is practically just jumping into my hands from the tree on its own. I'll just I'm put, not even doing anything. I'll just put my head on the chopper block myself. <laughs> make it easy for you. Line it up with that axe, please. <laughs> But yeah, man, I'm pretty thrilled for this. It's still going to be a while before we see Pacific Rim 2. They haven't even started filming it, and I think they're still working on the script anyway. But um, uh, more more announcements to come, I guess. Hopefully by next Comic-Con, uh, they'll be already be shooting it. So uh, we'll see. But Yeah, like it sucks that he's not in it because I really loved his character, Pacific Rim. Like, I mean, let the record stand that I think Pacific Rim was a better monster movie than Godzilla 2014. That's saying a lot because... Everybody knows how much of a starch Godzilla fan that I am. But oh, yeah. like I absolutely love Pacific Rim and I love his character, what he like what is presented on the table and what he brought to the table. And it sucks that he's gone, but you know, at least we have a sequel and that makes me all the happier. And just right, like right now, um I don't know if we got a director announced for it yet, but uh Yeah, uh it's Steven DeKnight who uh, was the showrunner for uh the first season of Daredevil. And oh. he's also worked on. He was the showrunner for Spartacus on on Stars oh. as well. He's done a really good job with both those shows. So honestly, uh, I'm thrilled to, he, to see that he's involved with that. Um, I, I, although I'm sad to see that um, Del Toro is not going to be directing it, but I think tonight's a pretty good pick personally. Yeah, I, I have not seen either property that you just mentioned. Well, boo on so, you, man. Good, good. Hey, good. finally, I got something over you, bro. <laughs> 
And I'll just keep reminding you every day about those gay robots in space comic books that you still haven't read. <laughs> and that Metal Gear game. Oh my god, stop. <laughs> Touche. Touche. But, uh, man, uh, anything, any other thoughts on Pacific Rim 2, guys? Hope it doesn't suck. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I can't wait for it to rip off Evangelion again, according to what the internet tells us. I mean, you might as well borrow from what works. That's all I, guess, that's all I know. Um, I mean, if, if, if I, don't, I, I, I don't, I mean, maybe it took some inspiration from it, but everything pulls from something, so I don't see how this should be any different. But shout out to... Funny. Oh, go, oh, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead, Fred. Go for it. It's funny because like Del Toro had never even seen Ava, and like maybe one guy on the crew had seen it before, mm-hmm. and everybody's like, "Dude, fucking Del Toro stole shit from Ava, and and he's such a hack. He's he's much of a hack as Otto is, and blah blah blah." It's oh, like dude, he hasn't even he he hasn't even seen the show. You have to make your your nerd voice more uppity and dismissive, and and yet that and yet to have more of like a snake like. See, I, I always do my nerd voice like like he's having like the fat around his body collapsing his lungs, <laughs> and he can barely breathe because of all the pizzas, pizza stacks, and hot pockets he just absorbs via osmosis and, and the Mountain Dew that he has on an IV drip. Mom, get out of my room. I'm arguing with people on the internet about stuff. It's very serious and important. People know my views that g is a masterpiece and that MHQ is a shit website. <laughs> Yo. oh, I don't want any Hot Pockets right now, Mom. What is this? I think I'm trash, Mom. <laughs> Yo, it's like, it's like a stage performance for M. <laughs> Man. Beautiful stuff, but uh, you know, shout outs to uh, Matt Wheaton who says uh, John Boyega was cool as Finn in The Force Awakens. I'm confident he'll pull off Stacker Pentecost Jr. If that if that's his name, man, I'm still going for uh, uh, String Stringer Pentecost. That's what I want. Stringer, oh, shut up, Pentecost, baby. Let's go. I'm ready. <laughs> it's terrible. Yo, string. Now, me. We all know the reason why he was cast is literally only because of The Force Awakens. Like that. That's primarily. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just saying. What's the matter? It's the I'm same. I'm not saying it's a problem. I'm just like, hey, that's a, uh, it's a wonderful observation. Yeah, it's like, look at how the planets align for that one, huh? Hey, hey Fred, welcome to how Hollywood works. <laughs> I fucking know that. <laughs> oh my god. But uh, that's that's what's up, man. You know, Pacific Rim two coming coming in a few years. Strap ever. Oh man. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, speed through some of the rest of these new knives yeah. so we can move on. Absolutely. Next up, we have uh, from Vent Noir via Anime News Network, Macross Delta Vita game ships on October 20th. And Famitsu reported that Bamco is turning the ongoing Delta series into a Vita game called Macross Delta Scramble, where you can use a Valkyrie in all three modes. And from the gameplay, it pretty much looks like the Ace... Um, well, the Frontier PSP games, and I believe it's the same developer, so just newer Valks and shinier graphics from the sounds of it. Man, that's not too bad. I mean, the game looks pretty nice, I've got to say. It does. I mean, I'm not going to play it because I don't have a Vita. Sorry, yeah. Dalo. Welcome to the club. I don't, uh, welcome to the... We don't have a Vita club. <laughs> There's a lot of members. We don't have a dead console. Oh, oh I'm joking. Oh, let's oh my God. Oh, oh damn. Yo, I'm but, joking. Fire's about to get lit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, 
<laughs> so uh, next up, we have be a Philly Gundam fan again, and from Anime News Network, Knights of Sidonia creator talks about a possible third season. Manga creator Sutomo Nihei and anime co-director Hiroyuki Sashida discuss the possibility of a third season at the Spotlight on Sutomo Nihei panel at Comic-Con. When asked if Sidonia was getting a third season, if it would get movie adaptations, Nihei said, I'm also waiting for Sidonia 3, but I'm not the one who's making it or getting funding for it, so it's up to this guy, and pointing at Sashida. Sashida then said, I don't have time to do it right now, but I'll definitely get to it, so if you watch and support Knights of Sidonia and do the same for Blame, that will increase our chances of that coming true. Man, I'll be honest with you. I'd rather they wait a little while and work on that uh, that rendering technology so they can get the frame rate up. Because uh, as they did the best they could with the way the show looked, I think the show was pretty presentable. Even though it's you know for for CG animation, it was a uh, it's a little rough around the edges sometimes. But uh, for the most part, um, I'm looking forward to season three. But if they take the time with it, I'm not in any hurry. And we have one last news item, but I'm going to leave that for the end as a segue to our first topic. I'm going to insert three news items of my own. Oh, go ahead, man. So, first one from Anime News Network. Uh, We have now on Amazon Prime streaming of the original subtitled Macross. Yeah, I heard that news just broke yesterday, man. So you can pay money for it. It's free if you got Prime Video. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know, good that it's available again legally in some form because it was pulled from Hulu years ago, I would say, right? Yeah, it was, it was, it was on there for a good long while and then it got pulled off. And, you know, the DVDs have been out of print for a very long time, so it's getting harder and harder to get your hands on it without resorting, resorting to the Methods Network, which, whose fault is that? Harmony Gold. Ooh. As uh, Yazi writes, Harmony Ass Gold can do can't can do anything to harass Amazon from the stream. <laughs> well, well, at least you got those Robotech DVDs that are plenty at the bargain bin dealers, and Robotech is st- the best franchise because it's the one that's still popular and alive. And look at Macross. Macross is dying. Yo, speaking of bargain bin, yo, this man Fred sent me a tweet saying, "What is this piece of shit show?" And he shows me a picture of, of Votones Volume One on DVD. It's like, bro, you need to close your mouth. <laughs> but it was sitting right next to Wig. It has to be. Oh, shit. you'd say you're the worst. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely the worst. Terrible, terrible. Yo. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Too much. So the second item is that Pat Labor is getting a new ten minute anime short called Pat Labor Reboot, which you can see a trailer on A and N and it looks so nice I'm thinking to myself, man, can we get a whole just an, a whole new show, a whole new animated series, not a live action show? Yeah, yeah, man. I did you ever finish the live action show at all? How how could I? No one ever subbed the whole thing. I guess no one liked it. The sub it, man. I, that's heartbreaking, man. I wanted to watch at least the first episode. I could not find a decent sub of that. I'm sure there is one though. But yeah, damn. no, no, nobody wanted to touch it. One, the, yeah, two things going against you. Yeah. One, it was Mecca. Two, it was live action. Oh yeah, true. What fans <laughs> ever wants to waste their time on that when they can, you know, stretch their EP and doing something else? But they, there's there's like ten different groups that that subtitle. Power Rangers and Japanese Bugman shows, though. <laughs> sure, why not? I mean, that's very important to be done, but uh, Pat Labor, sorry. 
Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, when I'm surprised one of these groups didn't do that because a lot of them are big Tokusatsu guys, and surprisingly, they haven't subbed any of that. So yeah, yeah. And uh, the last of my new items, um, on a much sadder note, via TMZ and other sites, Babylon Five actor Jerry Doyle unexpectedly died yesterday at the age of 60 no known cause of death yet and uh he's yet another babylon 5 actor to unfortunately go before their time and uh sorry to see him go he uh was an actor also a writer and radio host and was active on social media and it's uh Another loss to the B5 community. Man, that does suck, man. I, I heard about that today, too, man. It's unfortunate that he, he passed. His, it was Garibaldi, right? Yeah. Man, dang. Like, it's, I, I don't get how it is that more people have died from Babylon 5 than from the original Star Trek. Ain't that crazy? <laughs> it's nuts, man. It's, it, uh, you have the original, uh, like, most of the people are still kicking from the, from the 1966 series for Star Trek. But Babylon 5, man, it's just... Uh, but this year has been First. brutal on, on all sorts of people, so it doesn't surprise me that another, 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 char- another person that we like got taken this year, but it's still unfortunate, man. Uh, may you rest in peace. That's, that sucks. Yeah. So I'll, I'll toast... Uh, glass of of water since you know he's recovering alcoholic and and in my uh best london malari say toast to you mr garibaldi <laughs> there you go quite the send-off sir quite the send-off and our last item comes from philly gundam fan Again, via Anime News Network, Voltron Legendary Defender Season 2 coming to Netflix in late 2016. So it's been announced that the second season will air later this year, again, exclusively on Netflix. So there you go. That's pretty cool, man. I I was was thinking it was not going to even drop till next year. So um, to hear that it's uh, actually coming a whole lot sooner than that, we'll probably get another like 10 or... 11 episodes but that, that's cool. I'm, I'm not surprised that this happened because i remember hearing when this show was announced that um this is like a new strategy for netflix of ordering uh big episode counts up front and then just splitting up into smaller seasons mm-hmm. in 13 episode chunks so uh it was pr- i think pretty well known that uh, there was going to be more of this show and it was already in production before they even made this announcement. Yeah. yeah. Which brings us a perfect segue point to moving into our topic of discussion. So, Fred, uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, get the fuck out. Okay. <laughs> thank, thank, thanks for having me on. And, Anytime. Uh, yo, Fred, tell, tell them where they can follow you, or where they can find you online. Uh, Twitter.com slash Frederick00. Um, you can find my own funny tweets there and me spazzing out about giant rubber monsters and shit. And uh, please listen to the Mech Talks podcast. I promise we're going to have the next episode up soon. Um, uh, like I said earlier, we just talk about random shit. We shoot the shit. It's me, myself, and Matthew, um, who also does his pod- podcast called the, Ma- called the Amazing Fantasy Podcast. And, uh, yeah, uh, just follow me on Twitter, and that's all the updates. And I'm sorry, please don't hate me. Ah! Um, 
Hey, remember everybody, the, everybody does anyway. Hey, oh no. Here's here's this a the internet. Here's a secret about Fred Rex's name, by the way. On, Don't the, you on double dare. O. Yes. Yes, see, the double O in his name means he loves Gundam Double O. Make sure to I tweet up, tweet at him about you're Gundam Double O. Oh, you're <laughs> fucking dead to me. I swear <laughs> to God. He believes in the legend of the king. Yes, yeah, yeah. he sure does. Holy shit. He sure, he's Don't this, you dare. He's my number two in the in, Don't in, in the campaign. Fuck that show. <laughs> Do you believe in the gospel of Jihad Kun? No. No. He's stupid. I hate him. He's one of the worst Gundam characters ever. That's another topic for another day. I hate leave. love. No. Uh, Fuck uh, him. Another satisfied customer. <laughs> I hate you. So I hate so, you for eternity. The, the Sobro guarantee? The Sobro no. seal of I, I back it. <laughs> All right. Well, Fred, man, thank you so much for being on, man. If anything, Fred loves G Gundam. Tweet him about G Gundam. Don't tweet about Double O. You'll uh, you'll only get vitriol and hate. <laughs> but Fred, man, I hope you have a good night, man. And thanks for being on the show, man. You did freaking great, man. I, I, if anything, uh, we'll 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 make this happen again sometime, man. Come yeah, on yeah, in. Yeah, when we talk about gay robots, we, in space, when we talk about when we finally talk about more than meets the eye, you will be back, and I can't wait to do about that. And now that I'm at working at a job where I have nothing but time to read, I'm about to get into that. So don't you worry, we're about to get You're not into. Not gonna masturbate? No. I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I would. Hey, hey, my cubicle is not that protective. <laughs> Anyway, like, that would stop me. Anyways. Oh, oh, wow. Okay, I'm getting the fuck out of <laughs> yeah, here. You're the <laughs> worst. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right, because... <laughs> Peace. Man, that was Fred, yo. He left the building, man. Good shit. But, uh... Never again. Oh, my God. <laughs> Never again, huh? Yo, he scorched earth. <laughs> But all right, man, Voltron it is. Uh, before we get into Voltron, just want to remind you guys to make sure to peep the websites, mhq.net, megatalk.net. That's where the magic happens. Go there. Hit the follow button. Make sure to turn off those uh, pop-up ads. I mean, sorry, make sure to turn off the uh, ad blockers. There's no pop-up ads on MHQ. It's smooth. It's smooth. Chris has made it smooth and silky. Make sure you go there. Hit that website every day. Read the reviews. That's what's going on. The other websites we'll get into later. But uh, let's do it, man. We got to we got to talk about some Voltron, y'all. So so I'm gonna turn it over to you for mm-hmm. the synopsis and fanboying, uh, so that I can stop talking and we'll get some water. Yeah, so you, go you get... just talk into an empty mic and Yay, uh, yo, I get the I get the parlay. You know, yeah, and then I'll just come back in a minute or two. You go do that, sir. In the meantime, guys, uh, welcome to our review of. Uh, we're doing two reviews tonight. Uh, later on, we're going to be doing a review of Gundam: The Origin OVA three. But before we get into that, we're going to talk about season one of Voltron: Legendary Defender, which dropped on Netflix a couple weeks ago. Actually, um, the first episode uh, it's actually technically three episodes, uh, which pretty much gets into. The uh, how the team gets together, we kind of find uh, the main characters, at least uh, three of the main characters, already at um, an academy for the Galaxy Garrison. Um, there's a nice cameo actually in the first episode of a character from Macross. Uh, one, none, none only, uh, none other than uh, Roy Folker makes a guest appearance in the first episode of of uh, Voltron. If you look for him very close, you don't have to look for him. He's kind of like up in the camera, uh, so you can't miss him. But if you did miss him, go back and check that out. But um, these three key, these three characters, uh, Pidge, Hunk, and uh, Lance. Um, they kind of get thrust together in a situation where they witness a crash landing of uh, a, a, per- a, a person who just escaped uh, an alien uh, empire 
who, uh, as you saw in the beginning of the, the episode, um, he and his uh, he and his crewmates get kidnapped by this alien empire called the Zarkon Empire, and this character Shiro manages to make an escape, um, and uh, he gets quickly taken by the authorities or the Galaxy Garrison authorities, and um, these three try to make an attempt to rescue him, but another rogue pilot, a guy who used to be uh, at Galaxy Garrison, Keith, before he kind of got expelled, um, he's also trying to rescue uh, Shiro, who turns out to be an old friend of his. Uh, so these five end up uh, end up uh, just thrust together uh, just by fate, and they make an escape on Keith's vehicle uh, from Galaxy Garrison and manage to uh, uh, talk to Shiro, who now has a bionic arm for some mysterious reason um, and doesn't remember much from being... Uh, when he was under um, in the, imprisoned by Zarkon, and then the series goes from there. Uh, they uh, go on a quest to find um, what they discover is the Blue Lion, which is hidden on Earth, or oh, sorry, on the planet that they're on. And then uh, they end up taking the Blue Lion. Uh, the Blue Lion ends up taking all five of them to Planet Eris, where they are introduced to uh, uh, Princess Alora and Koran. And then the adventure starts from there. But um, and I, just so you guys know, if you haven't seen the show, we're going to be getting into the ins and outs of the show, um, and spoilers will abound. So uh, if you haven't seen this, come back and check this out later. And uh, <laughs> I'm looking at the chat right now. I'm seeing some craziness. But um, I, I will go ahead and I'll, we'll, we'll start off by talking about the actual main five characters. Keith, Hunk, Lance, Shiro, and Pidge Gunderson. Um, this show had no heart and soul. No heart and soul, man. Uh, no. like, not like the original generation. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure some asshole said that. <laughs> I'm sure some asshole out there is saying, oh, man, the original one's so much better. This one's just so stupid and modern and stupid. <laughs> but you know what? Forget them. Forget them because they have no taste. Um... At least when it comes to uh, this series, um, I really did enjoy the main five characters. Uh, more so, uh, I guess, out of all the characters, I probably like Lance the best. Uh, Lance, uh, to me, was comedic, uh, comedy relief, but he was uh, always always somewhat funny um, and uh, always livening the mood. Uh, I, but uh, as for what's funny about the Paladins in this, if you remember the original series, uh, the five characters, uh, out of the five, uh, Keith was the leader. And in this, he's kind of relegated as uh, as more so a uh, potential leader in training. They're kind of developing his character in a possible direction where he might actually become the leader at a later time. But then again, the show's kind of thrown our expectations out the window when it comes to these characters so far. And I'm just curious to see exactly where his character is going to go as the series progresses. Um, they threw, us, threw me for a loop with Pidge, although I had a suspicion that Pidge's uh, secret was... Uh, exactly what it turned out to be. Chris, what do you think about uh, the big reveal about Pidge? Well, I, I was spoiled on it, so I knew beforehand. Oh, that was... damn it. <laughs> so I, I cannot comment on the reveal, but mm -hmm. uh, it, it, in retrospect, it doesn't look particularly surprising. No, no, especially I, I'm already familiar with the actress that got to play, play Pidge. Um, Pidge turns out to actually be uh, uh, a fake name in this iteration of Pidge. And uh, in all truth, Pidge is actually a girl by the name of Katie Holt. Um, and Katie is actually looking for her brother, which is one of the uh, crewmates of, uh, of, of of Shiro that was kidnapped and taken prisoner by the Zarkon Empire. So that's and her, her dad and her dad too. Yeah. So they're kidnapped. There's a, a great. There's a really good episode where they flashback to who she really is 
And um, the woman who does her voice, I remember seeing her on Arrow and several other shows as well. Uh, so yeah, she um, she usually does tomboyish characters, so it didn't surprise me that Pitch turned out to be a girl. Although she could, yeah, Pitch could have very well been a boy uh, the whole time. <laughs> well, I mean, you you can't really go off of voice actors because it's mm-hmm. common to have women, yeah, play youngsters, young boys. Mm-hmm. So it, if anything, on on paper it looks all right, but the fact that it turned out that she was uh, in disguise and that everybody seemed to know except for Lance. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's well, crazy because Lance is is dense. Yes, very. Yet he yet he still he yet he, yet he still uh, he still manages to uh, to throw me. He kind of reminds me of a uh, a Kai a little bit. He's a little Kaiish, uh, a Kai Sheedan from Mobile Suit Gundam, but uh, he's got a bit more. Uh, he's got a bit he's more like jokes. a dumber. He's like a dumber Kai Sheedan. <laughs> a lot dumber. Man. Uh, Kaon73 says, I think this modern version of Lance was modeled off of Mobile Suit Gundam's Kai Shiden. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. I, I think the people who are behind this show, um, they have a lot of, uh, a lot of, they have a lot of love for Mecha series. As well as, um, for those who don't know, the people behind this series are also the same people who are behind, uh, uh Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. So, I, I mean, don't think there's any way you can see the character designs in this show and not know that. That's pretty, uh, that, that makes a lot, that, I can't deny that. <laughs> Um, I, I'd say the character that I, I'm, I'm least sold on, but I have a lot of interest in regardless, is Shiro. Um, Shiro is actually, I guess, um, this series version of Sven. Because in the original Japanese version of Voltron, uh, the, uh, the character was called Shirogane, was his name. And uh, they decided to pay homage to that character by naming this iteration of him Shiro instead of Sven and giving him a crazy um, accent like they did in the original version. And he has a lot more to do in this series than he did in the original one. He kind of was just around for a few episodes and then gets killed in the Japanese version and injured in the American version. Um, and then he's gone. <laughs> and that's it. Um, only make a couple uh, return visits in the series and not really playing much of a role. Now you you have there's a mystery behind him where you don't know exactly what happened to him when he was on when he was when he was Zarkon's prisoner, except for maybe a few moments of flashbacks where he gets. Um, and that mystery will continue to drive the series, I'm sure. But um, anything about those characters? What, what character did you like the most out of the five? Um, I like I like Pidge quite a bit. Um. Lance sometimes is just a little too much. Yeah, to handle with his stupidity. Oh boy. Um, Keith is just kind of just kind of there off to the side, mm-hmm. amount of the time. Um, Shiro's kind of a cipher, and Hunk. While I like him, uh, the like fat jokes sometimes are just like a little too much. It's like, okay, guys, yes, we get it. He's a fat guy. He likes food. Not everything <laughs> in his damn life literally has to be about food. Come on, but we fat guys. We love food. <laughs> As a fat guy, it didn't bother me all that much. But still... Uh, it's not that I was like offended. It's just yeah. like the joke gets old. They kept falling like, if you want to do it. that a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, that's like the low-hanging fruit of, oh, hey, fat guy. Fatty McFatterson. Fatty McFatterson. food. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it, they, they kind of ran it into the ground. I'll admit that. And, and some of the humor does seem abrupt in the show. Um, I mean, I heard a lot of people actually complaining about that. To me, it wasn't that bad, but um, some of the humor is forced in some places. And some of it, even though forced, made me laugh. Like the scene where um, they went to the er- the root- what, that village in uh, Eris, and they met up with all the, the natives, and one of the natives hugged Keith. 
and Keith said how <laughs> yeah. cute it was, and then you, and then and then you hear he oh, says thank you, thank you, the, the deepest ass voice for the cutest ass <laughs> villager, yeah, was, and the look on Keith's face is just yeah. solid. That shit was priceless. <laughs> That is just the best moment of that damn show. Absolutely. That's definitely uh, one of my favorite moments. But yeah, I mean, they, they kind of have to throw stuff at the wall and see if it sticks. And I think for the most part, it does. But um, yeah, I, I like the iteration of these characters. Allura, I like her rendition too. She doesn't seem to be just the princess and there to be pretty and all that until uh, um, she finally gets the pilot of the blue line. But at the same time, she's um, she's actually the person who runs the, uh, the the castle of lions, and she's the strategist. And um, she also, you know, is pretty much in charge of the entire the entire operation. So um, they gave her a lot to do in this. And I, I really appreciate that about her character. Also, she's much darker than she was in the original series. <laughs> her complexion is a, is a bit, it, it's a, it's, she got a bit more melanin. I, 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 I noticed in this version, but um, I dig, I, I dig what they've done with her. And Coran is hilarious. Um, he's uh, voiced by some Australian comedian. I forget his name, but that guy is uh, definitely given 110% as that character. But um, we'll go ahead and just move on to something that people wanted to uh, uh, for us to get into, and that's Voltron's new design. Um, I want to ask you, man, what did you think of the, the the new design for Voltron? I like it. It's very um, like slick and streamlined, and not uh, kind of boxy. Yeah, the way that the original was. It's it's a fitting design for the times. Uh, it's not quite uh, what you would expect from. Uh, what you see in Japanese mecha design trends right now. Yeah. Where you see a lot of like sharp angles on stuff and like there's a lot like smoother curves and especially like around the chest area once it's formed as Voltron. So I, I, I dig the you know, fresh take on it. And of course I love the stock animation every episode of the combining sequence. Yeah. It's not Gal Gygar, but it's it's <laughs> Yeah, um, me, it took me a while to actually start to warm up to it. I didn't like the redesign at first. I actually prefer the original design a bit more. But, um, as I watched the show and I saw how it flowed, especially in the set pieces and, um, just, just certain angles of it, it, it start, it's starting to warm up on me, I would say. Um, I do like the design of the lines though. The lines when separated and not in Voltron form, I think the, the fact that they gave the lines all individual looks, even more unique looks, uh, than they had initially, I think was, is, is, is a fantastic change. Uh, for that, and I, I, I'm really enjoying the way the lines look and move in this series. But um, let's see here. Uh, speaking of Voltron, uh, one of the big changes in this show that they did is that they made it so that um, that that the each episode, not all of them, rely on Voltron. So you get an episode where Voltron is just either takes a backseat or doesn't even have any involvement. While in the original series, it was kind of formulaic, where formulaic, where every episode. Um, they had to defeat some row beast and form Voltron, at least most of the episodes. And um, it just, you well, know... That's, was, that's most shows of that yeah, variety. Exactly, and I was afraid... The, the only exception being Dan Cougar. Yeah, yeah. If, 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 if that's the case, at least in that period of time, that was the story for most uh, most super robot shows. At the end of the episode, there was some uh, big monster that had to be fought or another. Um, Hell, even in, in non... Oh. Mm-hmm. Once again, the show defies classification, but uh, a day and it's always, oh, you know, here's the gobbledygook whatever thing that will surely defeat the giant god this time. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, good luck with that. 
Yeah, even in the day on, it was like that. So it's no fault of the original series that it, it they pretty much that was the standard back then. But in this series, they could have gone and gone right back into that, and they decided not to. They it, this series really uh, relies on the strength of the characters, and um, it, nothing's more. Uh, it, it doesn't. It shows even more when they have an episode where they don't have to get into the lines or use Voltron, like the episode where um the castle's raided. Um, that yes. was a, that was a very good episode. Uh, it was called uh, "The Fall of the Castle of the Lions," um, where uh, Sendak raids uh, the place and they turn off the power and uh, they take control, or they try to take control of uh, Pidge's uh, drone. And uh, Pidge is about to leave because uh, Pidge doesn't want to stick around anymore because uh, he wants to go off and find his father and her father and uh, brother. And then all sorts of shit happens, and it turns into Die Hard for Pidge. <laughs> <laughs> yep, pretty much. Minus the yippee ki Yep, pretty oh, much. Oh, on the subject of design, I also like how um, Voltron's wings can uh, separate and combine to become a shield. Yeah, that's pretty fantastic. And the shield, it, it's kind of Gundam-esque. It's, it, is, uh, it, is, it is passingly RX-78-ish. Like, mm-hmm. hmm, wonder what's going on there. And what about the weapons, man? The fact that all the paladins have these uh, weapons assigned to them, and then they can actually put them in the machine, uh, put them into the console on in, inside Voltron, and then they, manipu- they, they turn into uh, much larger weapons or much larger variations yeah. of those weapons. It's fantastic. Um, of course, you find out that Keith he has a sword as his, uh, as his um, what's it called? They're called... Uh, Bayard. Bayards. And uh, his is a sword, and then when he punches in his uh, Bayard into the console, it becomes the blazing sword for Voltron. So, Hunks becomes a cannon that shoots... Uh, What's it? Uh, uh, lasers that shoot everywhere, like uh, Eternal Circus. <laughs> Eternal Circus missiles. It's uh, it's it's pretty neat. The 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 changes. Uh, if you remember in the original series, they had keys that they needed to pilot Voltron, and this in this version, no keys are required. But yeah. Um, what about our favorite episodes, man? Do you have any episodes that you uh, remember watching that um that you really enjoyed overall? I dug the episode uh, when Sendax troops infiltrated the castle and uh you know the inexperience of everyone was laid bare mm-hmm. <laughs> and they had to fight to uh get the castle back um the episodes with the balmera were also good yeah the way that uh Elora kind of stands up and inspires people to uh you know species-wide suicide <laughs> and just die um one episode that that did bug me a little bit in one respect was in the episode where the ship gets taken over or gets corrupted by the Galra tech. Yeah. And there's all the business about uh, the AI representation of Allura's dad. Yeah. They did not show him at all after the pilot until this episode near the end of the season. So when the moment comes that she has to unplug him and uh, basically destroy the remaining memories of her dad, mm-hmm. like it didn't have as much effect as it could have if it had been the case that you saw her frequently running that AI and like sort of leaning on him as a crutch to her past. And then she's forced to... Uh, destroy him 
Yeah, it's like, he, it's it's, like I forgot about him entirely. Then it's like, oh yeah, that guy exists as a hologram thing with his memories. Yeah, <laughs> and oh, now they got to destroy him. How sad. Yeah, he, he barely he barely made an appearance, and when uh, and the only time he had a significant role was really in that episode where they had to uh, kind of cut ties with him because of what was going on. Uh, that was sad. I mean, at the end of the day, um, uh, I guess he was kind of a crutch for Laura, and she kind of has to move on and uh, be be a strong leader without without having to go back to her father. Because I, I got the impression that even though that was the only other episode he showed up in, she still went to talk to him all the time in between episodes, or maybe. It, we was kind of right, a, but that's stuff that you gotta show, not have the viewer just assume. That's true. That's true. I agree with that. But um, yeah, that that Crystal Venom episode was kind of like the obligatory haunted castle bottle episode. <laughs> but uh, okay, the uh, haunted refrigerator cowboy bebop episode. Oh Jesus! Yeah, <laughs> still one of the best episodes of that series, man. Um. But yeah, uh that that was a that was an okay episode, but yeah, I agree with you the uh the um the fall of the castle lions is a really good one. Uh one of the moments in that I really enjoyed was when um when uh Lance took the shot um when Lance got hit cuz he was protecting Koran and he's pretty much laid out for most of those two episodes. <laughs> Until the the moment that matters where he actually comes to and uh helps out in uh in the battle against uh um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Sendak. Sendak. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was uh, this went on to show a, a valiant side to Lance, so I, I like that a lot. Um, I did enjoy the battle on Balmera too, because that the Robies battle where they just got put to the test. Like they had to take, they had to go and take cover underground while they had to figure out a plan on how to take that thing on, and it it turned out the hunk saved the day uh, with his weapon. So that was really uh really really nice that he um could find a way to utilize that in his console and that, that weapon was pretty badass and um the fact that they have to use teamwork uh, as a big a, a big factor in this series uh, they have to just uh, they can't just take on a rope straight up with the blazing sword and dominate it they have to actually figure something out there was hints of that in the original series but in this show they really do stress that so um that's pretty uh pretty nice uh what do you think of uh, space norman Reedus? In uh, that episode, Taking Flight, where they got... <laughs> <laughs> as soon as that fool started talking, it's like, yo, that's Daryl. Get out of here. Which which makes sense, because there's already another uh, Walking Dead alumni in this show, uh, which is uh, the voice of Keith. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Steve Ewan, who plays... Uh, um, Glenn. Glenn, thank you, uh, on The Walking Dead. I need to get caught up on that. But uh, yeah, Steve Ewan is the voice of... Uh, uh, Keith and Ness, and sure enough, Norman Reedus shows up, so it makes me wonder who else they're going to pull from The Walking Dead to be in this show, uh, one way or the other. But uh, that was a, a fun episode. But yeah, I like the stuff on Balmera, especially with Hunk getting it on with uh, our. Uh, getting the love Jones for that one girl. I forget her name though. Oh my god, Shay. Shay, yo, he's gonna. He's, you, how could you forget? Oh my god, he's gonna get it on with a rock lord, bro. <laughs> one might say he'll. Rock on! He'll rock on! Oh my gosh! But she's she's cute, man. The sunglasses are lowering onto my face as I'm saying that. Yes. Just in case you're wondering. Freaking terrible. Um, <laughs> yo, um, this brings me to a question on uh, Twitter by Yazi. Let me pull this up real quick. Yo, Yazi asks, uh, whatever happened to the maid from Voltron, the one voiced by a man in the original show, the proto doctor girlfriend? Let me get that on the screen here. Oops, that's the wrong one. All right, there we go. Uh. 
Um, I think that that character Shay is going to end up being a uh, part of their team overall. And um, when she does, um, she's going to uh, maybe serve as kind of an assistant to uh, Princess Allura. That's one of my predictions for the later on episodes of the season because they 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 spend a lot of time on her. So I don't think that's the last we'll see of Shay in the long run. And maybe she, maybe she'll be uh, the nanny of this show because that's what her name. That's nanny was the character you're talking about on uh Volt, on the original series Nan, uh, Zazie, at least in the American version. So uh maybe she'll be some kind of a pseudo version of her that's a whole lot more defined <laughs> than Nanny was. But yeah, um that's what I think about that. Thanks for the tweet, uh Yazzie. I much appreciate it. Um another tweet that we got here is from Austin. He says, uh, how do you feel about the comedy in Voltron? Do you feel that it ruins some of the more serious scenes in the show? Um I I for the most part it didn't bother me. I thought it was okay. Uh there's some moments where it is forced. But uh, overall, I, I didn't think it really like killed the show for some people. I know there's some people on Twitter that talk to me. It's like, yeah, I stopped watching it because it's just too silly. And it's like, what, were you expected to be uh, Voltones? <laughs> so, bro, is it Voltron Force? Oh, oh Jesus. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Sunglasses lowering again. Yes, exactly. <laughs> awesome. You know, it, Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the humor on this show I know is divisive for people, but you know it's not like it's some kind of like blatantly really young audience like the Marvel cartoons right now or yeah. Transformers: What's in Disguise. So if you're turned off by the humor and um, stop watching the show because of that, I would say one get a sense of humor. <laughs> And to get over it and enjoy the show because it is more than just that. Yeah, I mean, uh, if, I, I think for people who may have watched uh, Avatar or Korra, you fell right in. Like, it was no sweat on your back uh, to see, like, the jokes in this. Uh, for me, I watched a few episodes of those shows, so I, I knew kind of what to expect. So it really wasn't a big deal to me. But for some people who weren't used to how um, how those shows flowed, this might have might have thrown them for a loop. I don't know. So, uh well, here's here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what people of our age, our generation, need to keep in mind is what I've been saying all along about robots in disguise, that yeah. not everything is made for you, and that's okay. Amen. Not everything has to pander to you, the 30-something adult male. <laughs> if... If uh, something is not for you, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You can choose not to watch it, but if you're going to reject it for some like narrow reason, then you're missing out on something good. Exactly. But if there's if 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 it's a bridge too far to cross, then that's fine too. Yeah, I mean, it's a, for, for such a minor complaint. I don't know why that's such a big deal for some, but I guess it's not like it's, it's not like we're talking like some double Zeta level. Yeah. Kind of- slapstick and and bad comedy that's happening every episode i mean we're talking little bits peppered here and there yeah i mean they're also trying to pull in young children too to watch this not just the old timers like ourselves which you know we we were i I pounded this show out in like two days so and and i I would say less than that like a day and a half and um you know i watched it uh pretty much from when it dropped because i used to watch voltron back in the day back in 1984 i was I came home from school one day and it was on TV and my cousin was watching it and I was sold because it was giant. It was a giant robot with people piloting it and um, they, I kind of got to relive that again by watching this show uh, when I started to uh, binge it on on Netflix and uh, yeah uh, for me and for many others I was watching the tweets that weekend too and people were like having a, a lot of fun watching the show and just reliving their childhood uh, 
this is just that, that old childhood feeling that they, they got from watching this. So um, that nostalgia. The nostalgia glasses were on tight, son. I'm, I'm lowering my glasses, and they're nostalgia-based. There you go. <laughs> well, I personally have no nostalgia glasses on for this series because even though I was of the age to watch Voltron as a kid, mm-hmm. and I did, you know, it did not particularly leave a big mark on my childhood the way that say something like Transformers did. Yeah. And I've never gone back to revisit Voltron or the original Go Lion. Never saw Third Dimension, which is probably a good thing from what I've heard. Oh yeah. I never saw Voltron Force. So, you know, for me I'm approaching this show more as just a new super robot show on its own merits rather than something living up to the legacy of the other Voltron shows. Absolutely. Um, let's see here. Uh, we got another tweet, and it's from Gundam X Mao, man. Yo, Mao, what's going on? He says, uh, and by the way, shout out to Austin for that last tweet. Thank you, sir. Uh, Mao says, given that this is a new Voltron show, do you think we're still going to get a pilot swap down the line? I do think so. I think that, um, I think eventually Shiro's going to get disposed of in some way, shape, or form. Maybe not killed, but I do, I don't see him being the leader of the group for for that much longer and i think that they're going to do the swap where keith moves to the black line reluctantly lance goes towards the the red line and then princess uh allura ends up in the blue line because that's that was the one of the really cool aspects about voltron is that princess allura became a pilot uh and not that very not that uh, long into the series and it was something that they planned from the get-go it wasn't common that you'd have a female pilot in many of those shows back in many of those animes back in the day so and to see that on american tv was really dope so i i would love to see her be a pilot maybe her role in the show actually would lend her more to be uh the strategist and in charge of the the ship uh like she is but it wouldn't shock me if that happens chris uh you think you think she was going to be around for a while you think uh you think that they'll do a different thing a different route with the pilot swapper you don't think it'll happen at all I think it could certainly go the route like that he maybe gets like crippled in action and switches roles and becomes sort of like the leader from the base. Yeah. And then she takes on a more active physical role and you do your your swapping that way. Like he just retires from combat and leads from the ship. That also something I didn't think about. Holy shit. That would be really cool. (laughs) I guess we'll know soon. He he, he could get like you know pineapple pizza rather than um, pineapple pizza <laughs> yeah rather than pineapple salad there you go that's the spirit um yeah uh, if anything uh, any number of things can happen or maybe it'll still stay the, the same consignment i guess we'll find out um but uh the chat is bringing up uh, another character we haven't really gotten to yet and that's zarkon um what do you think of uh, what what your what are your thoughts on what they uh decided to do with zarkon in this series well, I, I, again, I, I really can't tell you because I don't, uh, I, I don't recall uh, the original series. The original series because I haven't watched it since I was like five years old. Yeah. So, well, well for, that's that's all right. I, I, I will definitely, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, go into that then. Uh, for the most, for the most part, Zarkon in the original series was a heavy, um, and not much more than that. Um, he just pretty much gave the order for Hagar to make a roll beast to take on the Voltron force. And he was just the ultimate bad guy that they would eventually take on. But he sat in the throne most of the time, barking orders in this, this guy's a straight up beast, a gladiator type. And then you find out the huge twist towards the end, which I started to have a feeling it was, it was the case that he was the, um, he was when they had brought up earlier on in the series that, uh, for Shiro, they didn't have his Bayard 
at the time. Um, I was wondering, where the heck is that? And is that going to come up later on in the series? And sure enough, it does. Because you find out who has the Bayard. And it's actually the original pilot of the Black Lion. And that was King Zarkon. That's why he wants Voltron. Because A, he can actually pilot the Black Lion and, and put the rest of the parts to use. And two, um, he knows how powerful it is. And he knows that it, it's the only thing that can stop him. And um, that's... Uh, that that makes him an interesting villain. He's more than just the cardboard cutout that he was in the original series. Because uh, I'm sitting here thinking, is he just going to be sitting back chilling? And then we got to wait until uh, Lotor shows up before we get an interesting villain? Nah, this guy's this guy's the real deal. <laughs> when he takes on Keith with just the beard and he's just whipping his ass, it's and like he's just floating in, floating in space, <laughs> and it's like, dude. <laughs> Well, you know, like, when you start to see him remove, like, the armor and the cloak, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, this guy's about to get real on everybody. <laughs> it's like he took off the gloves. Yep. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, shout-outs to uh, Fred says, Shira turns evil because of the uh, technology in his arm. Um, that could be. He could be a sleeper agent. That's very true. Uh, that's what uh, Yazi says. Um, could be. Uh, that, that's, that's also very good theories right there. But yeah, Zarkon, man, he's definitely one to watch, man. And I, I wonder um, what he's going to do next. Uh, but yeah, uh, he's definitely a heavy to, to keep an eye on. Um, let's see here. Any, uh, anything that came to mind for you about the show at all? Any, uh, any, any cons or any pros that you wanted to bring up? Uh, the soundtrack is kind of an interesting choice. They went for kind of like this like retro electronic yeah. For the most part, they kind of call some mind the 80s, although the opening theme I find a little underwhelming and generic. Me too. Uh, I was really, I thought they were actually going to go back and use the original theme or have some kind of new rendition of it. But uh, instead, they went for something new, which is not a bad thing, but it just doesn't really have the presence that the original theme did. So I was hoping something to be on that level. It didn't have to be as good, but for me, I can't even, I can't even hum the theme in this show, unlike the original. So that already tells me it's not as. It's not as impressive as uh as the original theme at all, and the score I I, I like I, I like the fact that it's retro, but it didn't really stand out to me at all. At the end of the day, it just sounded like just no just sound in the background, and that's it. Um, I, I was uh I was more in, I guess enthralled with other aspects of the show, but um yeah uh I, if anything uh some of the other uh, uh cons I have is that I thought the ending was a bit abrupt. <laughs> the cliffhanger hanger ending granted it's a classic cliffhanger ending when everybody gets separated um and they go through that portal and all sorts of hell breaks loose but it felt like a part one to a part of two-part episode that we didn't get to see see the second part of so it 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 kind of annoyed me but you know it's not something i'm not used to so uh i just need to hold i just i just need to hold that i guess but uh any uh any any other cons you can think of at all um, I, I would agree, like, the cliffhanger, it just seems kind of abrupt that uh, it reached this point that they're fighting Zarkon, and they almost have the quick getaway, and then poof, now they're all separated. Yeah. The good part that kind of mitigates that is that the second season's going to be coming a lot sooner. Yeah, at the time I was watching the show, I didn't know the second season would come out this year, but now that it's coming out, it's it doesn't hurt so bad now. <laughs> 
Mal says, yeah, I think the music is uh, music for the uh, for the show is kind of a weak point too. And he says they need to hire someone to write better music for them to help sell their dramatic action moments. Yeah, I don't know if they're using the same composer for the other shows they've worked on. Maybe they are, and maybe they just didn't bring it in this one. But yeah, it just it didn't really uh, it didn't really hit me as hard. Andrew Johnson says abrupt is putting it mildly. <laughs> I'm in kind of a mild mood today, so oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, um, uh, some some good aspects of this show though is that the animation was fantastic. Whether it be the CG animation, um, especially in the set pieces for the for the Robeast battles with Voltron, and how how um, in, just the ingenuity they used for the battles and and how they uh, displayed the action was fantastic. There's a particular scene that I really enjoyed where I believe it's uh, Shiro versus uh, for Sendak. And um, it was a fight that was outside the castle. I, I think it was he was fighting Zendak or maybe one of Zendak's men. But um, the way they shot, the way the, 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 the action was displayed where they had that kind of a, a rotating camera angle that was going on during that fight, I thought was fantastic. It was a, a very, you could see it was a scene that they really worked on and um, probably spent a lot of money on doing it <laughs> when they were showing the fights. And a lot of the hand-to-hand fights in the show were very impressive, i got to say. It's uh, it the animation is is definitely solid. It's not perfect. There's some rough spots here and there, but uh, you know it's it's a solid effort. Absolutely. Um, but go ahead. Another comment uh, unrelated to any of what we said, but hey, perfect example of a company that can release a chopped up anime in the '80s, but later on not block the release of the original version and is successful at making um, more modern spinoffs. So, hey, you know, that's that's a thing. That's a thing, man. Yo, Harmony Gold could take notes. Yo, <laughs> props to World Events, man. They know how to do it. <laughs> World Events, uh, they're, they're, pretty, they're, they're, pretty, they're a pretty cool company, if anything. They're, they're what Harmony Gold should have been. <laughs> Instead, uh, we are we are we are at where we're at with that crap, man. Yep. Instead, but, we're at we're at uh, Love Live Alive. That's where we're at. Oh Lord. <laughs> and and uh, you know, Robotech Academy, the True Vision that uh, Carl sketched down on a, a napkin when he was at uh, Wendy's <laughs> one day. Wow. If that's if that's what they're banking their future on, they need to stop. They really need to. But um, some questions about the uh, the next season coming up, man. Um, I, some questions I, I'll just throw out there to the chat. Uh, what caused Zar- Zarkon to break bad? Um, who is the mysterious alien in Zarkon's army that aids the paladins in the final ep? I was wondering, maybe that's maybe that's Lotor. Maybe Lotor won't be a part of this. There's an ongoing theory that Yazzie made me uh, keen to, by the way. Shout out to Yazzie. Apparently, in the show, they allude that there might be something hidden about Keats' past, and that maybe he is actually a sleeper agent or something like that. Um, something having to do with yellow goo or something like that. Do you recall that at all? Yeah, the the yellow goo from the quintessence. Yes, that's right. That that got on him and that healed his hand. Mm-hmm. And that that might have an effect later on. One of those one of those mage people. Yeah, and it, it that's the case that may actually plant a seed for a later event. So, um, that's actually a pretty interesting thing. It makes me wonder what will happen to him. Um, where's Lothar and Willie appear in future episodes? Will Shiro die leaving a void in the team and rearranging the paladins? Uh, where are Pidge's brother and father? And will the team stay separated for long? Uh, or how many episodes in season two will it take for them to reunite? Um, I'm, t- I'm guessing three. 
<laughs> or maybe in the first episode, who knows? But uh you know, one thing I wonder watching this show, and uh, this could be another question for the chat, mm-hmm. um, is would a show like this be reverse adapted into Japanese as like Shin Go Lion or something? Like, how much staying power did Go Lion have in Japan? And would anyone even care about this show, or would it just be like, oh, here's a random American super robot show? I think next to none. I think this show had no uh, uh, Go Line had no presence in Japan. Safer. I think maybe it's a about few. probably about the same as as Southern Cross, like yeah. a show that had much more staying power in America than in its native home. Yeah, exactly. It just happened to come over here. The reason why it even got an extension to the series was because it, the uh, original season of the show came to the states was uh, successful, and they made more episodes of the original show for American audiences. So that was like the first time I ever saw that. But then again, that was way back when. You mean like the Sentinels? Uh, oh, wait. No. Oh, 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 damn. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, the, the, the shot's being fired today. <laughs> there's, there's never a bad time mm-hmm. to fire shots at Harmony Gold. Yeah, you know what? Uh, all the shots. All, all those shots are deserved. I'm reloading right now. <laughs> And if if this were uh, Orange is the New Black and we were inside Litchfield, I would say that they deserve all the shots. All the shots. <laughs> Yo, pipes. <laughs> but yeah, at the end of the day, um, I really appreciated this series, man. I, I am thrilled at what they were able to do with the repackaging of Voltron for the most part because we've seen it be rebooted numerous times, as you mentioned. And those other times weren't really successful. But now, when I heard this got announced for Netflix, it's like, oh, that's pretty cool. I wonder where they're going to go with this. And then when the trailer dropped, it's like, wow, that looks amazing. Even before that, they started showing like uh, screenshots of what the characters look like and what the what Voltron looked like. And it's like, wow, that that's interesting. I mean, the characters look like they're straight out of Avatar, so that's not too bad. Um, and then when I saw the first trailer, it's like, man, I like I, I like the cut of the show's jib. And uh, we finally got to watch the 11 episodes, and I got to say I was thoroughly satisfied, man. Um, I look at this as if they took the Transformers Prime approach, where they took the material further, updating the series for modern taste, um, even embracing the corniness, and but adapting it sensibly, so... Uh, for the most part, um, if anything, it's it's thrilled me, and I can't wait to see the next season, man. Um, what are your what are your last thoughts about the show? Pretty much the same. Uh, you know, I came into it with a sort of blank slate and enjoyed it greatly. So I will be watching season two as soon as it's available for streaming. Excellent, man. Dates will see this rendition of Voltron in Super Robot Wars. I won't hold my breath. <laughs> But uh, I'll rate the show, and uh, I will give it a rating of uh, 4.5 bowls of Alti and Jello. And uh, what's your rating, sir, for this season, anyway? I will give it uh, four crazed food dispenser nozzles out of five. There you go. Yo, that <laughs> I'm sure Hunk still has nightmares of that. <laughs> but all right, we're going to jump into our next review which is uh, Gun of the Origin OVA 3, uh, Dawn of Rebellion. And Chris, I'm going to let you go ahead and just sum up uh, the, the start of how, how this starts up, and then we'll get into it. Go for it, sir. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm not going to spend uh, too much, or yeah. rather really any time yeah, yeah. We'll discussing just... the plot, because we've already talked about it in Origin, Ad... the manga. So Ad nauseum. This, <laughs> this, this is um, sort of what I would, the part that I would call the, the birth of Shara's novel. Mm-hmm. 
because it starts with uh, the demise of the real Shar at the hands of Kazvo, mm-hmm. and just showing what a dick he is by doing the old switcheroo and letting um, Shar get on that shuttle as Kazvo. Oh, yeah. It's freaking... It, uh, just to see... I, to see it animated and to see that whole cruiser just blow up, I, it just it just really disturbed me to no end. And then all, all of a sudden, Cassidy's face coming out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. the, the transitions. Even, even though Char has killed people before this point, you could kind of say, well, even though Casval has killed people before this point, you could say that that Char Aznable was the first actual victim of his ambition. Yeah. He was definitely the the blood the, the the first blood that he spilled in order to get where he's going and yeah and it's it sucks because Char was actually a real nice guy man and you liked him uh, he was kind of a I don't know how he would have made it in uh, in the Zeon uh, oh he would have yeah. he would have been crushed he would have died anyway so he'd have been destroyed he'd have been just that, another scrub <laughs> that that kid would not have survived the one week battle yeah <laughs> he'd have been effed at Loom. <laughs> Yeah, so he he was destined to die, but uh, obviously ended up going sooner than expected. So a lot of the rest of the story is the continuing development of the tit-for-tat Cold War between the Federation and Zeon. It's Garma's and Char's time at the Academy, and of course Char, you know, moving in and manipulating things, and Garma being completely oblivious. And of course, when you've watched the show or red origin the manga you know just from the context that obviously Shar is not sincere that this is all manipulation this is all to get close to garma that he will of you know use to great effect in the tv show later on once he starts springing his plan for revenge so it just shows that uh garma the deck was stacked against him from the onset yeah um and and they they so hard they they so their hard body foreshadow Shar killing uh, um, uh, Garma so many times in this like the moment where he pulls out the knife and then he starts cutting the uh, the he's brandishing it like he's about to stab the guy um, and then he starts uh, to make a little tent for him and all that stuff and just the moments where he's tempted to just take this dude out because his rage against the against Zeon is just so strong but he the, the moment where he puts the the blanket on top of him. I don't know whether he was disgusted at himself <laughs> or if he was actually starting to get attached to Garma. I don't know. With, with Shar, you can never tell because he, he gives you this. He gives, he gives the stink eye like nobody's business. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think to a certain extent, he likes Garma a bit. Otherwise, um, he wouldn't have said at the end of the TV series and the movies when he's talking to Cassilia mm-hmm. about how uh, killing Garma left him empty. Yeah. Yeah. It, it did not it did not give him the satisfaction of revenge that he wanted so you know i'm thinking that that's that's like just the slightest hint of remorse he's showing about what he did absolutely it's his consciousness is actually, his consciousness is actually creeping up on him all of a sudden <laughs> but yeah um i just just to see how those two got attached but um one of the biggest things that in this um in this uh, ova is that they made a major change Although I, I didn't notice it at first, but then someone brought it to my attention. Remember in the um the OVA, I uh, sorry the original manga, there was a character called Murata, Murata, who was Shar's roommate, 
in that. Yeah. And then he got um he got reassigned just like in the OVA, but they changed it to a character called Lino Fernandez, and they kind of just replaced him with this character. And um, do you recall that if Lino if Murata was in it all that much besides uh making uh Shar the the mask and that's it. I really can't remember because I haven't. I've only read through Vertical's Origin once, yeah. so I haven't touched that corresponding volume since whenever we reviewed it. Exactly. I'm actually reading through it again now, and I'm only on book two. And it's like, damn, I wish I was caught up to this point uh, just to see exactly the differences. But <laughs> according to uh, according to Austin here on Twitter, he had uh, brought it to my attention. Actually, he says. Uh, in Forgotten Origin Volume 3, they replaced Murata, who is Char's roommate in the manga, with Lino. What's the point of that change? I guess maybe they just wanted to, to, to flesh his character out and decided to change the character completely, maybe give him a new name. And um, I, I think it was effective because that's victim number two. Of a- well, yeah, it, it shows <laughs> mm-hmm. how ruthless Char is that this guy's like, hey, I forgot your secret, but I'm totally cool with it, man, and I'm... I'm I'm with you, bro. It's like, no, you 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 don't do, you just expose yourself as a liability to yeah. be killed, and that's precisely what happens when uh, you know Shard sets him up to die with the um, wrong radio communication frequency and having him t- pilot the uh, Fed tank. Yeah, the line that cold ass shit at the end when after he was killed, he said, "My name is Shard as the boy." <laughs> Oh my god, is is just it goes to show how gangster he is, man. Whether it's go ahead. Yeah, I think that having it be Lino and, and what Char does, it it just further solidifies that he's on this path and that he's not gonna turn away from it and this that's this is the point where he becomes the man that we see in the T V series. Yeah. Absolutely. And it doesn't matter if you're friend or foe, if you're a liability to Char, you're gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely God. He will dispose of you fast because he can't. He, at that point in time, he couldn't afford to be exposed. If you saw what they already went through at the airport, or sorry, the spaceport to try to kill him, yep. they took out all those numerous people inside that space cruiser. Yeah, yeah, and they they don't give a damn. They'll they'll do whatever it takes to kill this guy off. And the fact that he's in the bosom of Zeon right now, yeah, yeah, he couldn't. I, sorry, Lino, man. You, you. As much as I liked you, and as much as uh, you were a likable dude, uh, you, you, you approached this man a little too early. <laughs> it's basically like, like, hey, Mister Serial Killer guy. Mm-hmm. I know you killed all those people, but I think it's cool, and I'm totally not going to tell the cops or anything. So you can trust me. Like, oh, oh uh, boy. <laughs> okay, uh, or maybe I just kill you too. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and speak of the collateral damage, he not only um he he took out uh Lino and uh, the real Shar, but um those when he when he uh, talked uh, Garmin into taking out the Federation soldiers, um which of course is also true to the um to the manga as well. I just the fact that he just was was gung ho about it and it's like look we got to do this in order to get a leg up. He's kind of one of the instigating uh, factors of why the one year war even began. Now that you yeah. look back on it, it's like, wow, I didn't realize Shaw had that much of a hand in this. I thought he was just was a part of the war machine that just happened to stand out above the rest. But Well, I, I think we know how that really turned out. Yeah. That he did not have um, that big of a part to play in the outset, and that this is just some convenient retconning. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Which can be the problem with Gundam the Origin sometimes, like they overstate some, some people's importance. But yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's it's sure, so I'll let it slide. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
but yeah, man, um, I, I do dig the fact that in this they uh, also uh, explain why Shar needs a visor uh, in the first place um, to, to block the space rays that could cause him to go blind, uh, which is why he ends up with that mask in the first place. So that's pretty cool retconning. It's not just a stylistic choice. Um, they actually go into a little bit of detail about that in this, too. Um, some other notable... Th- go ahead. I, I thought that scene where the... Um they're having the review and the fed officer is shitting on char like oh what are you blah 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 you know and and just berating him uh was that not very similar to the scene in the tv series when they get to jaburo and this officer announces that uh ryu's getting a posthumous promotion mm-hmm. and amuro just goes totally off on him and it's like, oh, how dare you disrespect me, Power? How dare you dodge my slap? Like the the two scenes of them rebelling against uh, Federation authority, I thought it was interesting how similar they were. Yeah, and that's the thing about uh, Amaro and Shar. They're very similar, and if it was under different circumstances, they probably could have been cool. But uh, that's how war is, man. Brother against brother, man. These two these two guys, ironically, would end up having Sailor in common, but. Um, at the same time, and those two could have probably been uh, thick as thieves if they met under different circumstances. And it's funny because Zeta kind of alludes to that for a minute. <laughs> yeah. But then you, we know we know that shit goes south real quick. But uh, yeah, I, I do like the parallels between them. Go ahead. Oh yeah. Oh no. Um, I was just gonna say some other things of note that happened in this is that we get to see Dolza meet Zenomia for the first time. Um, who ends up being the, the, his wife in the future and uh, the mother of Audrey Byrne, who we know from uh, Zeta and Double Zeta, and later on uh, in um, what's it, um, Gundam, uh, Unicorn. Gundam Unicorn. Yeah. So uh, there you go. If you guys are watching Unicorn and you never uh, watched anything with uh, uh, a Mobile Suit Gundam, if you want to see her parents meet, this is the episode to check that out. Um, that scene where the where the uh, what's it the uh, uh, the Federation cruiser kind of causes the accident or i say directly causes the accident that takes out the arc uh, agriculture block i totally forgot that was in the manga do you, I, I think that was in the manga stream let me know um but that kind of also starts off the uh the insurrection over in um side three and uh messing things up but the way the scene was directed i thought was pretty nice uh just the way it was just executed although it's just a few minutes but uh no no Ramba raw or tristars in this episode Completely, uh, completely just off doing their own thing, I guess. Oh, we'll see them next time. We will. We will. Speaking of them, they're off testing mobile suits right now. And one of the moments I really dug was, uh, the twinkle in Ashar's eye when he saw the mobile worker for the first time. <laughs> yeah. It was like it was meant to be. They're out there doing their, uh, planets thing, uh, collecting garbage and, and trash. And, um, next thing you know, Shar sees a mobile worker and is like, oh, yeah. My my brother's uh, field testing these. Uh, that's what Garma tells him, and it's like, oh, I know exactly what this guy's gonna do for me now. I need to get one of these uh, these mobile suits that they're working on. So uh, it's gonna be cool to see Shar um, when he starts to pilot those for the first time, and we finally get to see the Battle of Loom. Hopefully in the next episode. But uh, anything else of note about this episode, or anything that uh, comes to mind about um, OVA three, man? Any cons? Any pros? No. Uh, I think that's the most enjoyable of the three episodes so far. It's my favorite one of the three as well, man. I gotta say, um, Bright says there was one TriStar. Really? Oh shit! Wait, is that the one that uh that must have been the mo- one of the mobile suits we saw then? But uh, that's what's up. I didn't realize that. Um, I completely wouldn't that be a Lone Star. I, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> he decided to go solo. It's probably Gaia. 
and I totally missed him. But uh, we do have a few tweets here, both from Yazi. And uh, shout out to Austin for the last tweet. Yazi here says, uh, What does it say about Char, whose Neo Zeon had, had the least infighting compared to the first and sleeves Neo Zeon movements? Um, I think Char was very, um, he's very admired at that point in time. Unlike the, uh, there was a lot of, um, there was a lot of infighting even when the zombies ran it because they were always suspected of killing off Zeon Zumdaikun. So as you could see in this episode with Lino, you know, it's no secret that they probably poisoned, uh, uh, Zeon. So, um, some people didn't even like the zombies even though they were running things. So with Char, uh, I think he was a lot, it was admired quite a bit because of the one year war and his involvement with, uh, with um, Esquatro Regina with AUG and then eventually going into Neo Zeon and whatnot. I think a lot of people did dig him. What, what are your thoughts about that, Chris? Well, you know, he's so charismatic that I think he probably inspires his followers a lot more than, you know, Haman or Full Frontal did. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you look at Full Frontal, like, the only person who just hangs on his every word is Angelo. <laughs> Everybody else is kind of like... They're just there because they're Zeon, and that's what they do. Yeah, pretty much. They just fight the Federation and lose. That's uh, it, that's pretty much uh, sums it up right there. Thank you, Yazi. Also, another tweet from Yazi. It says, uh, this is origin manga related. Do you, but do you think that Cassilia screwed Zeon over in the final battle compared to MSG anime? In the final battle? Um, I, I'm, what, I, with the whole like rebellion thing happening... In the midst of uh, losing the war? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the infighting pretty much screwed everybody. And it's not just her, but it was everybody in the Zeon family. Like, the only person who was willing to get along with all of them was Dozel. You know, like, Dozel was, like, the, the easygoing one. And he would pretty much do everything that he was told. Uh, and Garma would, too. But between Cassilia and Girin, those two pretty much screwed everything over for them during the one-year war, as far as I'm concerned. And the final battle. Yeah. And there you go. Yazi, man, thank you for the tweets. Much appreciated. And uh, let's see here. The chat's saying, in the manga, the asteroid hits the agriculture block, but in the OVA, a Fed ship crashes into it. Really? Holy shit. I really need to go back and read it. Man, it's been too long. <laughs> Yo, Austin. Never, never a bad reason to read the origin. Exactly. Man, yeah, the next time one of these OVAs comes out, I'll tell you what, guys. I will go back and read that exact section. Of the manga, and I'll take a note of all the differences so that when we do well, this that's, again. Well, uh, that's December, so uh, you know everyone will hold you to that now. Uh, now I gotta... Committed to it. Now I just screwed myself. Yes, yes. So yep. you get... You, uh, time to be put on blast, y'all. <laughs> well, I'll hear it here, folks. So Sol- oh. screw himself over yet again. No, I'll do it. I'll do it. It's, it's nothing too hard. Uh, remind me, guys, please, because I may forget. But um, I will do my best to not only watch the OVA... But read that section of the manga again, so that way I can I can note any kind of significant differences between the two. And uh, guys, thank you for tuning in for this review of uh, Gun of the Origin. Overall, I thought it was a, a pretty awesome episode. What about the stinger at the end with Amaro and Tim Ray, man? You know, just typical origin stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, not too much, but just enough, like little nudge, nudge, wink, wink, that uh, it's something you enjoy without yeah. overstaying its welcome. It's cool to see Side Seven look so uh, look so so. I guess just unfinished. <laughs> it was always yeah. unfinished, but Jesus Christ, they didn't even put down the sod yet. <laughs> yeah, that place is dusty as hell. It's like who, it's like who built this place, Lenar? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, it's a whole new development. <laughs> 
Yo, Space Suburbia, what's up? Man, but yeah, I thought that scene was pretty nice. I, I liked just just the way um uh, uh, the one the one shot I really dug was when uh Amor was going through customs and they had that little scanner on him and it showed like his name and all that stuff and he was introducing himself to the he was just saying his name for the custom people um and seeing uh Haro and just just getting a little bit of Amor because I know it's very little that we're gonna get of him in this um do we know because I, I I watched the preview for episode four a while ago. But um, does it is this is this going to be the final one for episode four? Is that the last one they're going to do? What uh, where they're ending the story? Oh yeah, for the for the um, origin OVAs, yeah. Well, I guess you missed the news a while ago that they're going to be expanding and doing Loom. Oh shit! Oh wow, that's amazing. Well then. <laughs> Well, yeah, plus plus of course we have the totally useless Cucurus Dones MSV manga because sure why not are you serious wow yes. <laughs> i don't know what so, to say don't don't say anything then uh you know what <laughs> i'm speechless but yes uh we're we're getting loom so i don't know if it's gonna be as episode five of origin or if this is gonna have like uh like a new subtitle or whatever but uh you know, after that, I don't know how much they would want to cover of the rest of the one-year work, because it's mainly months of stalemate after stalemate until side seven. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens with that. But episode four is out in December, and five uh, or whatever this next one is, presumably sometime next year. Man, <laughs> yo, Mosquito Valentine says Kuruku's Don is the hero we deserve. <laughs> No, you should pick up an extreme versus. That guy's fast and he throws rocks like nobody's business. <laughs> rocks so OP. But um alright. Well yeah, that was uh OVA volume three for um Gun of the Origin. Um another fun entry. I, I definitely enjoyed this probably the most of all three, as Chris mentioned too. And what would you rate this uh OVA? I'm gonna rate this uh four overzealous sycophants out of five sweet my rating for it is also four indirect murders by Shar out of five <laughs> all right so many murders so moving on uh, given that we've been running a bit long and yeah. i'm fading away we're going to be wrapping up now absolutely and not doing the mailbag which we will have next time so Thank you again to the listeners who have been coming out these last few episodes and participating in the live stream and chat. We appreciate that you're taking time out of your day to come listen to us rant about robots. Absolutely. Um, and if, uh, if you guys missed it before, many thanks to uh, Fred Rex for being on earlier. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at FredRex00. Uh, he helped us out with the news earlier. And... Uh, in this episode of Gundam and MHQ, if you're just tuning in, we reviewed both Voltron, Legendary Defenders Season 1, and Gun of the Origin, OVA Volume 3. So um, if you guys missed any of that, or if you uh, didn't want any of it spoiled for you, run that back whenever you have time. And uh, any, any announcements you wanted to make before we uh, close things out, sir? No. Um, why don't you tell people some websites they can visit? Absolutely, man. Uh, MAHQ.net. That's where the magic happens. The Mecha and Anime Headquarters. Chris, did you review episode uh, OVA episode 3 already on the website? I did not, and I'm also behind on Delta. So. Well, all right. Well, when Chris reviews it, make sure you go there and read those reviews. <laughs> Over those, at M- those awful, awful reviews. Awful, yo. They come with M's recommendation. <laughs> 
and it's 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 the greatest recommendation one could ever give. But uh, well, it's the four chance seal of approval. It's right there on the site. Yes, indeed, man. Uh, freaking every uh, satisfied customer is all of them. But. <laughs> visit the mechatalk.net forums as well. That's the official forum for MHQ.net. Don't miss out. Uh, also, make sure to check out Chaos Theater on iTunes. Uh, that's the other podcast that MHQ produces, hosted by Chris and Pedro, where they talk about all sorts of genre stuff, man. Comic books, TV shows, movies. Uh, you guys, When are you guys doing Star Trek? Uh, not for a while, because we're going to be... Um, changing up our schedule a bit, but mm-hmm. we just did Uncharted Four, so watch for that. Uncharted Four is on the way. Make sure to uh, peep the uh, peep the show. You can subscribe to it on iTunes. Just search for it go, uh, by typing in Chaos Theater or MHQ. Um, also, go to Chaos Theater if you guys want to uh, uh, check out the previous archive of episodes as well. And, and we're also on Google Play if you want to subscribe to us there too. Google Play, guys, make sure to tune in over there. Um, also, uh, Gundam and MHQ. Our website is gundammhq.blogspot.com. Also, make sure to subscribe to us here on YouTube.com/gundammhq if you haven't already. We do uh, episodes every two weeks, and we're on iTunes. Just search for Gundam. Uh, find us on Facebook. Just search for uh, Facebook slash groups. Facebook.com slash group slash MHQ1. Uh, we're on Twitter at MHQ.net. You can go there and follow Chris there. Um, Gundam at MHQ and uh, CTCast. And uh, other than that, our next episode, we're doing uh, we're doing uh, uh, Thunderbolt, right? Finally. Sure, why not? Thunderbolt it is, because I already made the yes. graphic. <laughs> episode 179. We'll be back in two weeks on the 11th, the tentative date. So, uh, times are subject to change, depending on what happens, but Thursday, the 11th of August at 9.30pm Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Make sure to tune in to youtube.com slash gundammhq slash live and um, use the hashtag uh, gundamlive179 if you want to uh, add any comments about Thunderbolt. We're going to be reviewing the anime uh, and the manga as well, so if you guys don't miss out on that. Uh, other than that, man, that's all for me, man. Anything else you wanted to uh, mention before we go? No, everybody go home and that's it. Everybody get out. Look <laughs> out. Party's over. Yo, Yazzie said, such a shocking... Don't take any of the beer. <laughs> Yazzie with his puns, he says, such a shocking announcement. Hey, yo. And Berserker says, LOL, fucking Yazzie. <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least, Mal says Thunderbolt. Shall I shall I get the M hate started now? By all means, go ahead and stir the stick for us. <laughs> well, you, you start getting the, uh, the 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 razor blades and and the heroin ready. Yes, uh, by all means, guys, we need to for all that for all that edge because you're going to cut yourself on the edge of the edges. We're gonna we're gonna prepare for Armageddon, guys. I can't wait. But uh. <laughs> That's it for us, man. Thanks for tuning in to Gundam at MHQ. Live episode 178. Uh, for myself, Sober Ryu, and for Chris Guanche, thanks for tuning in. We're out of here, man. We'll see you later. Peace. But Dennis, as far as Transformers... I gotta disagree with you completely. Oh my god! I only hate the second movie. Oh, oh my god! One, three, four, and four. Jesus! They're just ridiculously. And you don't like Pacific Rim? Oh, Rim, oh my- is, Rim is just ridiculous. Oh my one, god! I, we one, should have three, a debate. We should have a video <laughs> yes. one day. I can tell you all the things that Pacific Rim did right that Transformers did that's wrong. A short, that's a short. I video. That's a long video. That's a short video. video. 
Oh no! Well, I okay. Well, let me get this out before yes. you all jump on top of me. But like, go right ahead. I absolutely enjoy the the transformer changes, the transformers uh, uh, sounds, the characters. The they way do they, they speak. change? They don't change. No, when they're transforming. It's awesome. The sounds of cubes were just like they just. The but cubes came the cubes out. The cubes cubes came back. It took three movies. It took three movies for Bay to go. You know what? I shouldn't zoom in on his elbow. I need to pull out so the audience can understand what in the world is going on as he makes the change. Because all this fighting is happening, and you're like, I have no idea what's going on. I have no idea. But it's so much fun to watch. No, it's not. I enjoy it. It's, no, it's not. You know, it's probably because I either get inebriated or high before I go see these Transformers movies, and I enjoy the hell Listen. out of them when I go see them. I saw the last one. I wanted it to keep going, and it was oh almost four God. hours long. You're making, oh, that God. movie made my head when, hurt. When they so drunk, you're making my head hurt right how, now. How do you make robotic dinosaurs boring? That was Michael, awesome. Michael Bay, it's five hours into the movie, and they're riding and dinosaurs. They, and then and they I was show like, up. Yeah, oh, I was like, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit Really? You have the sword and everything? Don't care. Don't care. It was really? so boring. So wow. boring. We, we, Listen, the stories what? are terrible. Absolutely. So what exactly are you defending? I enjoy the visual objects? image of it. Yeah, the visual image uh, just keeps me watching and I enjoy it. For whatever reason, I just enjoy those films for that. I really what? love the visual imagery. Dangle and, keys and in and front I, of your face I and save yourself $10. Just that, saying. No, let's go outside. Right? I'm just All saying. Right. You would save yourself the hours and the money because that's the, the equivalent, the intellectual equivalent. <laughs> just, uh, We've all got we, that. We've all, all got right. those. You, know, yeah, you, know, you, you listen to us on the Top butt, 10 that, show. That, you know we've all got Light those. That Bud Light scene, too. Like cracking over. Ah, here we go. <laughs> Bud Light. All right, this is, this, we, we'll do another video sure. on, on, yeah. on this topic. Matt. What, what are we fixing in the prequel? What are we fixing in Transformers? It's like a part of my soul is just shot. Yeah. It's just dying. What I like is that you're not dramatic about things. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Am I amping it up because there are cameras? Never. Hello, Internet. Uh, what would what I change about like the prequels? Everything you said, I, I would do what they've done now is get rid of all the green screens. That's why we got yeah, so many wooden performances. Absolutely. Is like I'm playing in a room of green. I don't understand like oh make your you know look this direction. Here's where your eye line is and all that stuff. And like you get all these brutal wooden performances like from from Hayden and Natalie. Like the I love you. No, my love for you exceeds your <laughs> love for me. Oh my! And it's just like I put a gun in my mouth right yeah. now. Somebody, this is. Brutal. So you don't have that in the Transformers movies. <laughs> no, no, you have. Yeah, like you, you said, you, you have the Romeo and Juliet law. That's yeah. right. Uh, statutory rape. What? Yeah, that, oh, what? Did you not watch the last film where they explain was it, how Wahlberg statutory wasn't after his daughter? No. The, the, yeah, the, the, the older the, kid. The, his oh. daughter. They had a whole scene about yeah. why statutory rape was okay. I yeah, was I can't believe you're I defending that of all movies. I was drunk. Yeah, go ahead. Like yeah. in that in that movie when like they, they, that kid shows up out of nowhere and he's got that off roading car yeah. and they all <laughs> jump into it and he starts going over those hills and he perfectly launches off a hill and it, his front tire yeah. just nicks a dude and he just perfect knockout knocks punch out. and he doesn't goes kill down. Him, knocks him down. No, oh. and then they take oh. off and they're following him and they go in that deserted uh, warehouse district and they go up and the guy's like, all right, brace yourselves. <laughs> And he flies out the fourth window and onto a car ramp. Oh, oh wait. I'm sorry. Oh, oh. Is this a stunt part oh, for cars that I didn't know oh, about? Oh, you're looking for believability in a film about robots from another planet. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. That's kind the jump. Of. That's the jump. Kind of. Really? I, I want something more They're than robots from they changed planet. in front of my yeah, eyes. This yeah, is you're beautiful. Gonna, you're going to argue physics and with robots from another planet? It's not even physics. What if you I'm watch saying, it, you're like, they don't even attempt to make them look like they're transforming, right? Like, like, what? Body, they're There's just like, 267 yeah, different like moves. nanobots. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. recongeal, <laughs> and you're like, yeah. There's 267 different moves when they're changing. Watch the behind the scenes. It's fascinating. It's not. You guys are making me sweat. It's not. You've got to sweat. All right, anyway. Oh, all right. 
That, well, that, what would you fix, though, about the Transformers? Transformers, what Dennis said. Oh, Get rid of all of them. What you said before. Why, why are we focusing on the people? The most boring aspects of this entire story. Yeah, and what, the, to humanize it for us? I don't care. Yeah, people, I don't care. The people were the TV series. The people you were... No, no, You saw them, and every time you'd see them, because I watched them as a kid, be like, yeah. get off the screen. Like get off the screen. Spike, I don't want to see you. Spike, and then later, yeah. it was like his, his don't care. effing yeah. kid. His you know? kid, yeah, 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 his kid gets in the suit. And I want to yeah, be like, yeah, Dad, yeah. I can do this, guys. And be like, someone please kill him. Yeah. yeah. And let's just move on to the robots and fighting each other, because that is awesome. Well, just know that I voice a character in Transformers Robots in this guy, so I kind of have to Is it a person? Spring or it's a robot. It's a robot. Spring yes, right. then you want That's more right. robots. That's my voice yeah. in Robots in yes. Disguise. So okay. I kind of have to defend We're fighting for you. All right. All right. That's it for this mailbag. Let's move on to live Twitter questions. We'll take a few here. Good job, Adam Sandoval, sending yeah. in that question. Gundam at MAHQ is a Shinjuku station and MAHQ.net joint. Statement. Usain Bolt is a fast man. I'm so fast I ripped a portal through time and space to enter your very dreams using nothing but speed. There's no gold medal for that. <laughs> Bruce! Listen to me now. So that other dream you were having, that's a possible reality. Crazy, right? Those bug things were parademons, minions of a space deity called Darkseid. That big Omega symbol you saw on the ground, that's his. He's super into lasers, so that's probably how he made it. But forget Darkseid for now. Listen, you need to have a talk with Superman. He's an insanely possessive powder keg with no grounding in reality. If you so much as look at Lois the wrong way, he will go ape shit and turn your bones into baking soda. Look, I know I'm throwing a lot at you right now, so just bear with me. It's getting hot, Bruce. Bruce, do you have a Gatorade? It's just... Coconut water, anything! Bruce! Listen, we got a lot to prepare for. Space demons, other superheroes coming out of the woodwork, and the ocean. We got Aquaman, Bruce. That dude can talk to fish! We can use that! First things first, convince Superman that he does not own the women in his life. They are strong, capable individuals who can look after themselves, just like every other human on this planet has to. They are going to die one day, and he's just going to have to get over it. We can't have him flying into a rage and disintegrating people just because he's sad. We all get sad, Bruce. You know that more than anyone. You've been on a 30-year sadness bender. It gets better. Trust me, I'm from the future. Stay strong, buddy. I believe in you. <laughs> so anyway, you need to find us, Bruce. 
You have the zip files, right? With the quick times? Yeah, that's us. Okay, man, I gotta run. <laughs> Get it? I've been running in place this whole time. That's how I keep the portal open. Alright, man, peace out. I know you're not exactly strapped for cash, but just in case, the winning numbers for the Mega Millions jackpot tomorrow are 15, 27, 30, uh, 45, 50, and Mega Ball 33. Well, listen, you're going to have to split it with me, though, because you know I threw down on that. All right, peace out. Peace out. Peace out. Huh.